you are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. What's your thoughts about The Rock? Um, I think he... I mean, first off, I have no issue with anybody who works their ass off to get to where they are as far as fame and fortune goes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as far as... What are my opinions? Like, do do I enjoy his entertainment? Uh, you know, with him as an actor, I I'm going to be honest. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw a movie with The Rock in it. I know for a fact I've seen him in maybe one other thing besides The Scorpion King. <laughs> From like the nineties. Oh man, you get out, uh, huh? You you get out and, and do things. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I know he's become huge in other ways as well, just like an influencer with health and fitness and you know, watching this man eat thirty fucking pancakes on his cheat day and uh like I, I get all that. Um I also think a lot of it has to do with just him wanting money. You know, and a oh, lot yeah. of times I, I question like, well, how much of this is legitimate, you know, and how much of it is him just getting that cash? And, you know, you kind of opened up my sense of thinking as well, though, especially with the, the whole Paul Brothers thing. And it's, you know, I'm trying to look beyond that. I'm trying to be reasonable with my opinion. But what do you mean? What do you mean uh, by that? What did I do? What did I open up? Well, like I said, I mean the you know, I don't want to hate on the rock. I, I I guess what I've I'm saying is I've come to appreciate when people put themselves out there to make a buck, you know, and they work really hard. And the thing is, like, I get it. The rock has been famous. There's a reason why we call him the rock, right? I mean, he's famous because of wrestling. Oh for yeah, many many years. Yeah. Um, you know, and then just the whole transition into acting on the big screen rather than in the wrestling ring. And uh, I don't know. The thing I have with The Rock is it's funny because I I actually came across a meme. He literally is the same character in almost all all his movies. And there are certain actors that are like that. And hey, if you're a one-trick pony, that's cool. Not everybody could be a versatile actor or actress. Um... It just, I feel like it gets old after a while, and I'm kind of over it. Um, So I don't really follow him. Not that I follow many celebrities, but that's kind of my opinion. I appreciate his success. Uh, Okay. Do I think what he puts out there is legitimate for the sake of other people? Uh, That I question. What do you mean legitimate? Like I said, you know, with just like... You know, when I watch this man in the gym, you know, and I, I guess that's to influence people to work harder or maybe even start working out or, uh, you know, I also understand this man is on like every single pill and steroid there is. Uh, so <laughs> uh, I mean, he seems like a nice guy, though. I can't say he's a, he's an asshole. No, I don't that's get fine. That that's, no, that, that's fine. I mean, you know? I mean. I think you're, everything you said is 100% accurate. 
Um, yeah, I don't think you. Yeah, I don't think. I, I don't think I, it's a, a. It's an odd take to say any of those things. But I mean, like you look at somebody like David Goggins, who has the exact same template for his uh, image of what he sells. Of like, I'm fucking hard, and you're fucking soft, and I work my ass off, and I run fifty miles every day because that's what you do. You grind, and you work, and you be thankful for that grind. Cause I'm a strong motherfucker, and you're weak as shit. Like. Literally every video he posts is just the other day I saw a man stop running and I said you a bitch and I'm strong <laughs> as fuck like like that's that's yeah. his and, and Jocko Willings is the same of just like every sure. morning I wake up an hour earlier and I take a picture of, of my watch and I do an extra 20 push-ups and 20 pull-ups because that's what you do to be prepared for the enemy. And that's how that's how I survived as a seal, you know. Like, see, they all, they and, all and I'm have, glad you brought that up. They all yeah, have this, yeah. the f same fucking kind of like template for their image, right? Like, sure. I get it, I get it. But it's that's fine. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just wondering about about your opinion because if you didn't know this, um, the Rock is partnered with Under Armour for Project Rock, which is a specific uh, lineup of Under Armour gear, and okay. they have just become the official footwear for the UFC. Oh, no kidding. Project Rock specific. Uh oh. So the Rock signed an Under Armour deal with the UFC for Project Rock Under Armour footwear to be the official footwear for the UFC. So UFC fighters will be getting their Venom gear and their shoes, which will be Project Rock shoes. I see. Mm. Okay. And I, th I thought that was really cool because we haven't had official shoes yet. That is true, yeah. Right. But then again, it's like, <laughs> when do you really see them in shoes besides the walkout? Them out of the cage, you know. Walkout, uh, the walkout, weigh-ins. Yeah, but I mean, do they? I I guess we're gonna see a lot more foot shots then as they're walking out. Maybe they will. They'll start at the feet and then pan the camera up to show the rest of the Venom gear. That, or also they might just do more like model shoots. That's it. Yeah, of, of just true. like of just them like doing like. Like scenes in the gym with them wearing shoes, See, like a sick, some sort of like roundhouse or something. Yeah, or, or like a close up of the shoe. Or it might also just be like, hey, at the UFC PI, we give you a workout gear, Project mm -hmm. Rock workout gear, and like you just get this entire package. So when you work out of the PI, you're working out in official UFC gear, which right now is Venom and now Project Rock, uh, Project Rock Under Armour. So. No, I mean, it's cool, but again, this kind of relates to what we discussed uh, the last episode. It's, you know, are the fighters seeing any of this? I can have all the brands <laughs> on my body all I want, but the problem is, is it's going in the UFC's pocket. It's not going in my pocket. I'm going to say no, if I had to guess. You know, I'm just guessing. I mean, that's cool. I'm just guessing. I'm just guessing, yeah. but I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say they're not seeing any of it. <laughs> hey, you know what? Again, it's part of the uniform. Now all the fighters are going to be in uh, a well-reputable brand. Hey, you know what? I wear Under Armour shit all the time. I can't get enough of it. Um, I'll be honest. I think Under Armour is... I don't... I think it's probably the least comfortable, in my opinion. Um, I don't think it's the highest performing. But I'm going to say this. The quality of it for the price... You literally, I can't think of anything better. It lasts longer, is more durable than Nike. It matches, I think, Nike in performance for the price range. I think it's mm. it's insane how good it is for the price. It's I've been wearing the same compression long sleeves for hockey, I think, since 2012. 
Mm. And I think there's maybe a hole. Just starting. And, and that's Under Armour brand. Yes. Think? Just yeah, starting yeah. to form. Meanwhile, I have like Nike compressions that are barely hanging in there and I can see the threads falling off after two years. And that's you being active for 10 years. Yes. I think what you had, I think one year you, you had taken off. Because or, of COVID. I, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I know you're very active. I'm extremely active. That shit so was used like, a lot. And so yeah. it's just, I will, and that's the thing. That's the reason why I will buy Under Armour. I think Virus is the most comfortable and highest performing. Uh, I don't think I ever heard of that virus. Virus International. It's uh, okay. yeah. I think they're the. I think they're they're crazy expensive. It's fucking ridiculous. It's like eighty dollars for like leggings. It's like fifty, sixty bucks for shorts. It's they're absurd. Um, they're like Nike prices. I think Nike doesn't last as long as Under Armour. I think. I, bottom line, I think Under Armour is in reality one of the top three. Uh, top three that I would rank. For like worth your dollar when it comes to performance gear, in my opinion. Okay. Easy. I, I may even put them at two. I may even put them at they're one or two. They're right up there. Um, they're amazing. Uh, I'm sorry, you were gonna say something about Under Armour because you said you wear them a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, I I I never I'll never forget the first time I finally gave in because I never purchased the Under Armour stuff like when it first came out. Um, right. You know, I was like a late bloomer. To all that but man ever since i i'm actually wearing under armor right now uh it's the only t-shirt i can wear believe it or not because it's cotton, so comfortable the comfort but it keeps me i'm so used to just being cool now all the time all year um like i go to put on a cotton t-shirt in the summertime i'm sweating balls yeah i mean a like wearing cotton is like wearing fleece to me yeah because my body is just so used to the material of Under Armour. Under Armour, so uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just one hundred percent. Yeah, no, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. So I just want to get your opinion on that because I mean, I'm a fan of The Rock. I mean, he was he was probably one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. So there's a bias mm-hmm. there, right? There's definitely a heavy bias. Um, I'm well aware of the marketing strategies for his brand. Right, it's like I said, similar to the, a David Goggin brand or a Jocko Willink's brand or any kind of fitness brand, um, especially a, a male fitness brand, which is usually about you know fucking hard work and and dedication and and sweat and suffering and perseverance and all that shit and um, overcoming it. Like I totally understand it, and I think that the the branding gets old um, for all those for all those guys, but mm-hmm. I, I do. I do think it's a really cool move, but you immediately brought up a point I didn't even think of until you said it, which is, what does this do for the fighters? Does this <laughs> is this beneficial at all for pay wise for the fighters in any way or no? So that's that's a good point. As far as I'm concerned, they're getting a free pair of Under Armour shoes, and that's about it. <laughs> they don't have to pay out of pocket. Mm-mm. Uh, you know, and again, it's like. I, I'm sure they would have been happy if they were given any pair of shoes. Uh, and then the fact that The Rock had to create this program and then teaming up with the UFC, like it's, there's some sort of contract going on. He's in it for the money because the UFC has blown up, especially uh, uh, during COVID. 
right. when they were like the first sports establishment to really like say, you know what, fuck it, we're gonna go do this in Abu Dhabi. We're gonna do our own shit. Yep. The NFL, whoever they can cancel all their games, we're gonna keep going though. We're gonna figure this out. Um, and I think The Rock just saw an opportunity. Uh, as much as it is, you, you can't even say you're helping the fighters. I mean, I, I would assume even the the prelim guys are capable of buying their own pair of shoes. So <laughs> again, what that does for them, I don't know. Maybe it'll be a more comfortable shoe. But that's it. Yeah. They're not going to be wearing it in the cage, at least with the Venom. It's constantly being advertised, whether they're true. inside or outside. True. Very true. You're not so, wrong. You're very right. You're very right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's all money, <laughs> man. Hey, it's uh, it's what makes the world go around, right? That's, that's really all that matters to people, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in case you didn't know, Francis Naganu is fighting tomorrow. Versiral Gagne, Gagne, Gagne. Okay, um, and people are saying this might be Nganu's last fight in the UFC. His last fight? Why? Why is that? Um, they way the way they're saying um, with his contract and the money he's been talking about, and the fact that John Jones is ducking him. So the big money fight at heavyweight's not really there. So he's thinking, unless you give me what I'm worth, I'm going to leave. He could get into acting. He could go to Bellator if he wanted to. He could and get paid more money. He can kind of go do anything. Um, so there's, there's, there, it's just there's a lot of that going on right now. So I wanted to say to you, do you think it's a big loss if they end up losing Francis Ngannou? You know, it's funny, and I, I think uh, I think this was us texting, um, but I remember making a comment saying, oh, it, it was a text. I, I remember now. He, you did? Okay. It was, I guess, a quote. He had said something about pay, um, and I'm going to be honest with you, me not knowing much about Francis, I know he's like what one of the heaviest hitters in history. Yes, I get that. Yes, he also hasn't really truly made a name for himself yet. Duh, what do you mean by that? <laughs> as far as like defending his title, didn't he just get this title? Eh, kind of, he hasn't fought in a while, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, again, just thinking about champions past, right? Getting to that point. I mean, I feel like you need to defend your title a bit before... Okay, okay, okay. Yes, but at heavyweight, you and I both know the heavyweight belt seems to change every two fights. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, I mean, it, it kind of does, right? It kinda, like, every two fights, it kind of it kind of flip-flops. It kind of flip-flops. Um, you are 100% right that he hasn't really been active. He fought twice in 2019. He fought, um, holy shit, Cain Velasquez and Junior Dos Santos uh, in 2019. In 2020, he fought once. That was against Rosenstruck. And then in 2021, he fought once, and that was against Stipe Miocic. Right, that's right. So he hasn't really... Uh, you're right. He hasn't really fought a lot. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. But that's what I mean, and that's when he 
took the title. It was from Stipe. Yes. So really, this is his first time defending it. Yes. This is my point. But think about, okay, but it's heavyweight. <laughs> but it's heavyweight. Think about the heavyweight belt. It was DC. It was Stipe. It was DC. You know, uh, actually, no, it did not go back to DC. Because DC lost the rematch. Twice, yeah. 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 But, like, it typically flops, right? Stipe is famous because he's the only heavyweight that's lasted longer than two fights with the belt. Right? True. He's, like, the longest-lasting heavyweight champion. The it's because the heavyweight champion loses almost every other fight because while the size of the punches, the, of the fists and the power behind the punches increases, the brain and the skull stays the same, right? Like, heavyweights get knocked yeah. the fuck out almost every fight. So yeah. that's why. And it, it keeps yeah. passing back and forth. Um. So yeah, to to actually to go back to your question, do I think it'll be a loss for the UFC if yes. he does decide to you know just up and leave, go with another uh, company, or maybe get into acting? I I'm just gonna say God bless either way because again, I think the only time I've ever seen him fight was him against Stipe, um, and that's when I kind of got an idea of who we're dealing with and seeing. Um, so, again, I, all I really know about this guy is his power. Um, that's about it. I mean, that's you what know? he's famous. Uh, well, he's famous for that. He's famous for being the, the hardest hitting guy. Yeah. I mean, I understand his backstory. I, I know where he comes from. Um, I'm not that unfamiliar with him. Uh, I don't think it'll be a big loss, though. Especially the you don't way think the so. UFC. Like, dude, I, I see Google articles all the time about... You know, the UFC letting four fighters go this week, you know. But I get it. They're all low men on the totem pole, but we see fighters come and go all the time. We're going to see someone else with that belt, whether it's him defending it tomorrow or Cyril claiming it for himself. And from what I'm to understand, Naganu is strong, but he's not quick. And this Cyril guy is quick. Yes. He might not have the power, but he's got the speed of somebody who's in the 170, 180 range. Yes, he's very fast. So, yeah, I'm kind. Of, I I mean, I am curious to see what the result's going to be. Um, I don't think it'll be a loss though, for me personally. Okay. Okay. I feel like the UFC is beginning to diversify its it's championship pool and it's not like they're doing it actively of course but the era that you and i were in into ufc it was very america based right mm -hmm. like everybody for the most part was either brazilian or american like rashad evans chuck liddell uh 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 leoto machida um like ryan bader uh uh brock lesnar um you know, Matt Hughes, Matt Sarah, um, yeah, Anderson Silva. Um, GSP was such an anomaly because he was like the only big Canadian guy at the time, right? Right. You know, so and now you look at you look at the you look at the championships now, and it's all over. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing, of course. This is oh no, this not is at fantastic. All. You have Francis Ngannou, who's uh, Cameroonian, I think, slash French. You have mm. Glover Teixeira, Danbury boy, uh, who's Brazilian. Yeah. You have Israel Adesanya, who's uh, a New Zealand. You have Kamara Usman, who is Nigerian. 
<laughs> you have Charles Oliveira, who's Brazilian. You have Alexander Vol- Volkanovsky, who's Australian. You have Aljamain Sterling, who is American. You have Brandon Moreno, who is Mexican. You have uh, Juliana Pena, who is uh, uh, Brazilian. Valentina Shevchenko. Um, I actually don't know Valentina Shevchenko. What, I know she's, she's not Russian. I know the name. She's Kyrgyzstan. Kurt, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's so. That's all over the place, right? And, and yeah, I'm noticing because it's so mainstream, thanks to ESPN, by the power of that of that name and, and like what they have as resources. True. It's, True. I don't know. Don't you feel this different vibe about it now compared to before? Like back back in the day for you and you and I, it was so. Yeah. It's not a bad vibe. It's just it's such a different atmosphere about it now, and I don't know if it's because it's mainstreamish, or if it's because it's so. Um, um, not filtered, but it's so spread out, right? To so many different yeah. areas and facets of society and, and culture globally now. Well, I think that's exactly it, but it, it, it really just keeps coming down to this. It's the whole thing where like, man, back when the, the, the new millennium started, it just had this whole underground vibe you know where they were being aired on spike tv back on the back in the day and well you know not even a fucking sports channel yeah um and that's all you saw it was like american wrestler types who maybe did kickboxing and then anyone that knew brazilian jiu-jitsu were more than likely brazilians uh so really it was those two communities uh together i mean very rarely did you hear anything about like pride, you know, or anything international, um, unless you were like a mainstream MMA fan, like back in that time. And even those fans were like really rare to come across yes. and meet, you know, very rare. yes. I mean, dude, I never heard of things like pride or, or one, you know, until glory. Just a few years ago, yeah, yeah. Until I no, finally you knew started about, seeing. You knew about that stuff back in the day. I would bring it up to you. Well, no, no, no. Okay, I, 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 I. That was my mistake. I would say, like within the last ten years, though, is when I really yeah. discovered. And you know, when you had mentioned, and I started seeing older fights of like people that were now in the UFC, like old Anderson Silva fights, or when I saw the Diaz brothers, like well, uh, more more of Nick Diaz. You know, yeah. like these guys fighting in Japan, and this oh, is where they yeah. started. You know, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yep. Um, but yeah, you know, with ESPN, you know, and then the whole branding thing and the way Dana really turned the company around and it made it look more professional, almost on point with, but not necessarily close to boxing. Um, you know, where everyone's in the same uniform, the same branding, uh, everyone's clean looking, you know, uh, I, I, I guess also a lot of it has to do with, um, the evolution of fighting and, you know, it's like, okay, fighters understanding other fighters techniques, they know how to counter that. And just through evolution, and I kind of said this before, it almost feels like a lot of fighters are starting to become similar. Yeah, we've uh, talked about that. But it's like yeah. when you... Right. And now it's like, I'm really curious to see if there's a, a guy out there that could take on 
you know, like Sambo guys, like yeah. the, the Khabibs, and you know what I mean? Because yeah. it seems like those fighters are still very dominant, and it's there's something about that style. I understand it's also how they're raised. You know, when you're fucking wrestling bears at the age of four or five, that might also help. Yeah, um, gives, gives you some input. Absolutely. But now that we're seeing what these guys are capable of, I'm wondering, like, well, how many years, how how long does it take till we finally get the kryptonite of that style? That's and then interesting. Other, you know what I mean? And then I know I'm kind of going off the uh, no, 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 initial no, no. question. No, here. no, 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 it's, it's, it's you're going on the right path. You're going on the right path. But this is where I'm getting at, though. It's like, well, where does this style derive from? Oh, that part of the world. You know, and now we're learning more about that, how they train. Uh, you know, and it, it's like Korean guys in Taekwondo or Japanese traditional jujitsu, uh, the Brazilians with, um, you know, the Gracie jujitsu. And we're, we're seeing all parts of the world. And it seems like, you know, if you get more guys like a GSP, who's like, all right, I want to train in this martial art. I'm going to go to that country. I'm going to learn that. Yes. And I'm going to master it. You know, I feel like a lot more fighters are becoming that, but I think a lot more fans are starting to do a lot of a lot more research. Um, like, like myself, and we're discovering, oh, shit, there's these guys in Japan that I never heard of that I think are fucking amazing. Or I just checked out this, you know, this Russian league and there's these crazy fighters. And so I think a lot of that is also helping with uh, MMA and the mainstream and just being aware of different areas and their art. Agreed. Agreed. And it's, it's the... Um It's the connection. It's the, like that human connection that we're getting, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's very similar, I want to say, to um, the ancestral tenet of fighting mm. from the liver king. The liver king. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> I mean, you kind of you just meant, you kind of just tied that together. I didn't really do anything about it. You kind of just were talking about that ancestral talent. Tel- that ancestral tenet that he uh, that he says you need to activate as an ancient pathway, you know. Mm. When you're not scarfing down TRT and steroids, but say, oh yeah, yeah, no, it's totally the raw liver I intake and intestines and whatever he eats. <laughs> we don't have to go down that path again. We don't, we don't have yeah. to go down that path again. Um. <laughs> Was there something you wanted to bring up or, or do you want me to move on? Uh, I think we can move on. I think we're actually, let me ask you this. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow with Francis? Oh, I, I, are we looking at a, a reigning defending champion or do you think he's losing that belt? And I only ask because you would know more than I would uh, for both fighters. Like I said, the only time I've ever seen Francis fight was the Stipe match. I think Francis has learned a lot, and I think his win against Stipe was huge. 
mm-hmm. huge. And I don't think people, I don't think people understand. I mean, I, I, you understand it. I know you understand it. You know what it's like when you spar. Well, yeah, because we've never, we've never, like fucking tried to kill people. But when, when you would get beaten by somebody, right? Like, mm-hmm. I know Jay would just mollywop you, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so like that feeling of like for me, for and for me it was Dylan uh, when we would spar um mm. and train i couldn't solve him all right i couldn't solve dylan dylan would just beat the shit out of me um mm-hmm. i know you had similar difficulties with jay because uh, you always got partnered with jay <laughs> <laughs> i think the funniest thing was one of the first times you went up against him and i wasn't watching because i was too busy training on my end but I just heard like the wham and I turned and you were just like just like on the ground and you were just getting yeah. back up. And I was like, all right, come on, Mike, what you got? Come on, get him, get him. And I saw you like jump in and then like Jay's just like parry, parry, and then he just grabbed and just like f- hit like hip through you again, just wham yeah. just again. I was like, oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Jay's so strong. Oh no. He's just throwing Mikey around. <laughs> but yeah, so for me, that was something that I couldn't I couldn't beat Dylan. Dylan was too mm. flexible. He had so much reach on me. He had height and weight on me. And he had on top of that, what, 12 to 15 years worth of experience on me in multiple disciplines. Yeah. He just beat yeah. the shit out of me. And I couldn't even get close to him. The closest mm. I, could, I could get to him is when I would blitz him. And even then, I was eating usually a kick in an elbow. But I would mm. blitz him <laughs> to get close. And then from there, I could get my hands on him. And then I was like, okay, cool. Now you at least can't use your reach on me. And this is the this is like the only thing I can get. I never solved him. You know, if it went to full Waza, he would knock me out before I could get to him. Yeah. You know, because his striking is that good. But that feeling of accomplishing something, like the first time I got past, and I think it's because he was nice and let me, but the feeling of getting past that roadblock when you when you go up against somebody and then you, you, you overcome it, the confidence from it mm. and the mental switch of it is possible. I can get there. This is this isn't like a like a like a fantasy situation. This is a situation that can happen. He had that with CPA clearly he won he had that moment with stipe and that moment is the switch and that switch is a powerful thing when you have the belief and understanding of your abilities so you partner that with the mental aspect of fighting to the fact that he flatlines people (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like almost rips their head off mortal Kombat style um i see him winning yeah i see him winning um i don't think it's going to be a long fight. I don't see it going more than three rounds. I'd be shocked if it went more than three rounds. It's not going mm-hmm. more than three rounds. I think it's going to go... I think first round comes out, and it's scary, but he doesn't connect. I think Gagne is more successful in the first round. I think second round comes out. I see Naganyu start getting a little bit more... Uh, uh, it starts to come together a bit more for him, and he starts landing. And I think... I think near mid to end of second round, he starts landing. The, he starts getting close with those dangerous shots, and either he lands it in the second, at the late second, or first half of the third. I don't think it gets past the third round. 
my opinion. Okay. Yeah, that, that's my thought. That's my that's my thought process. I mean, yeah. Okay. And oh, and fun fact: uh, before we move move on from the uh, Francis topic, yeah, yeah. I saw a, a clip of a new Jackass movie coming out, and he's in it. Yes. And someone's getting hit by him. Somebody gets and punched I, by I, him. I, ca- I cannot wait to see that. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, he flatlines people, man. You yeah. know what I mean? Would you rather get punched? Like, okay, how about this? Would you rather get punched, let's say, in the stomach with a 100% power Francis Ngannou? Like, full waza, I'm trying to break your liver I'm going to hit you in the stomach as hard as I can with the hook. Would you rather take that? Would you rather take the hardest leg kick possible by Jose Aldo? <laughs> I'd go with the leg kick. Are you really? He, here's why. I think he would break here's, your leg. I'd rather not have ruptured organs. <laughs> You'd rather have a and broken rather, leg bone? I would rather have a broken leg bone because I know it will heal. Depending on where he hits me and how hard I get hit in in the stomach, I could die. <laughs> I can <laughs> I can literally bleed on the inside, and I might not make it. There's literally a chance of dying. I could at least live with having an amputated leg if it even got that bad, or just a broken leg. Because you know what? They heal. Or shit, I could get a prosthetic leg. I can live with that. I can't live with organs missing or <laughs> inside out blown organs. up, disintegrated. Yeah, so absolutely, I'd go with the, <laughs> I'd go with the leg kick. <laughs> My God, I saw. Uh, speaking of leg kicks, our our number one greatest fighter ever, John Jones. I saw this clip, and I think it's older. He kicks this very famous um, chiropractor, Doctor um, Bo Hightower. Yes. And I saw the kick at first, and I'm like, come on, that was a tap. Yeah, it There's was. There's no freaking it was way. A, it was a tap. Then I saw the photo of the next day, mm-hmm. and it was just like... It looked diseased. Yes. It it, it did not look... Na- yeah, it's like... It looked diseased. It was absolutely unnatural. Like, I've I've been bruised when I've been hit, but like... The the limited power that he used behind that leg kick and what it caused on a normal human being, like, I, I can't even imagine, like, how strong this dude's wife is when he was just beating on her. <laughs> like, she... Holy shit. <laughs> I'm sure he wasn't, like, going for leg kicks. It wasn't going for calf kicks on, on his uh, wife. But, but anyways. Point taken. I, I love that guy's YouTube, Dr. Bo Hightower. Um, he's the I guy that came out. Then, yeah. yeah, he's the guy that came out and talked about Diego. Um, he's the guy that uh, that uh, um, he, he. If you didn't know, he is the guy for uh, Jackson Wink. Oh, I didn't know that. He's the physical therapist for Jackson Wink. Oh, okay. So he is uh, affiliated with the UFC in a way. Then uh, or I mean, mixed he ha- martial arts. He is whatever. associated with MMA. He has his own practice, but he works at a Jackson Wink. So, if you look him up on YouTube, I love watching his videos. I was just watching his videos last night. Um, I love watching him crack people up. Like, 
and not even just the stupid chiropractor stuff of like, oh, we're going to snap this and that and like, oh, that elongates things. It's the way he fixes them from a from a a root level. He's very good. Mm. He's very good. Mm-hmm. He, he understands where something is locking up and why it's locking up and how it's breaking the mechanical ability for something to reach a certain level. So therefore, it's causing these other muscle fibers to tense up, which brings the nerves closer together. So it's more sensitive. Um, yeah. He has some really good videos. He now has his his niche, which is he interviews people while he while he works yeah. on them. That's his yeah. new thing. But if you go back enough, his old videos are I like them. I like them more. He's quiet and he's not trying to entertain. He's just quietly showing what he does. Yeah. yeah, he's just working on them, and then it's just it's more of a reaction video as people are screaming, right, and just freaking out, mm. and they're just going, "What the hell is that?" And he goes, "Oh, that's your uh, blah blah blah." this tiny muscle that runs from the inside of your leg out to your hip. So it hurts because uh, too often when people try to target this because they feel it, they are actually targeting their quads and they're targeting their hamstrings. They're not actually targeting this muscle. I'm doing light pressure on it. And because it's so thin, uh, it's it's really painful. Like it's mm-hmm. so cool that he he's just very knowledgeable. And to see him diagnose people too, there's a video of him working on uh, Chris and Mark Bell, the Bell brothers, who are uh, famous powerlifters. And the way he's able to diagnose them is incredible. Hmm. He's just feeling and feeling and feeling. Then he goes, okay, move your arm up. Okay, move your arm back. How hot? Lift your arm as high as you can. Okay, I think I understand what's going on. And then he just gets Mm -hmm. to work on them. And it's so cool to see. It's really interesting, too, because um, not that I ever did research into, you know, chiropractors or anything. I didn't realize the tools involved. You know, because I always assume like, no, they're just literally manipulating the body, however, and just kind of cracking it in place or loosening up whatever nerves or or, uh, or tendon or whatever to get them mobile and flexible again. Uh, when I see this man come out with his mallet and chisel and he starts going up like it looks like ass cracks. I mean, I, I assume it's, you know, somewhere in the, the pelvic region. Yeah, it's, it's it, he. You so know. he explains it in a few of the videos because people are like, what the fuck are you doing to me? And he goes, this is actually to move the bone. Yeah. Because I yeah. can't move your bone. I can only manipulate the muscle. This impacts and pushes the bone. So I'm mm-hmm. moving your scapula down or I'm pushing your pelvis. Your pelvis is tilted. And that's actually yep. a common thing. Like when he go like goes into people's asses, it's a it's a common thing because he says like everything is compounded and is affected. So as things as you start to live with the issue, it compounds the adjustments your body is making. So this tilt you have to avoid the pain then starts to impinge everything else around it and then your body adjusts and you next thing you know your impinged like out of whack hip is considered quote unquote the standard for your body to operate in reality mm. it's causing problems and that's why it's not manifesting to pain now even though it's been months if not years but that's why i have to literally hammer and mallet your hip down because it will yeah. not release and allow itself to stay level. So I have to loosen the muscle, then bang the bone down, like back into place because the muscles for so long have not let it go into place. Mm-hmm. So it's so cool. It's so yeah. cool. And he works on every, every, he works on like 90 pound ballet dancers, like these, these super thin, small, short girls. And then he works on like Brian Shaw, like the world's strongest man. And you're like, who's like, 380 pounds and like six six <laughs> just a fucking yep. mountain and he's trying to work on him and he's still able to but it takes forever um it's really cool dude i love his videos his videos are fucking badass 
Yeah. His videos are badass. Um, what do you think happens? I know you're not as caught up with the Gagne and the Naganu stuff, but if you had to guess. Um, again, just going off of the very limited knowledge that I have, um, I think speed outwits power. Um, unless he gets that lucky shot in. Um, yeah, I but I do agree. I, I don't see it going beyond... Maybe even the second round. If the if they make it to the second round, that's a miracle. Whoa. Um, okay. Second round. Okay. Okay. I would say second round at most, and someone for sure is getting knocked out. Uh, but I would have to say maybe Cyril. You think Cyril's gonna win? I think so. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Again, that's 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 me just putting a noob prediction out there i know very little about both fighters uh but i have a feeling it's going to be a speed over power situation okay okay uh question okay i i don't think you know about this or maybe you do i think i sent you something about it in a text what do you think about the pay-per-view prices going up <laughs> oh more money for dana and his company oh geez. well no it's not up to dana remember i sent you the video and dana was like, that's right yes yeah it, it, he has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so I'm kind of curious how they were doing uh, pay-per-view prior to ESPN. <laughs> and who was getting those pay-per-view dollars then? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what the deal was before then. But uh, so, what do you think about the price going up? <laughs> uh, I think that, again, because I have this new thought process, thanks to you, you know what? Dana Smart, mm -hmm. he's going to up the price, and there's going to be a lot of us, including myself, who bitch about it, but you know what? There's going to be people buying it, mm -hmm. and there's people that aren't going to cancel their ESPN Plus subscriptions or whatever it is, because don't you have to have a subscription to I even get the pay-per-view? Yes, I think you have to have ESPN Plus. Right. So <laughs> if you're already paying for that, which is money in ESPN's pocket, and then supposedly... The pay-per-view money is going in their pocket as well, which doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. He's a genius. I, I don't know what to tell you. I hate it. I fucking hate it. And it's funny because people realize this, but they're still going to pay the money. So like that, I said, that, that, I, that's what happens in capitalism when you have a monopoly on the market. Yeah, you can do this. You can strong arm. You can strong arm your demographic. Mm -hmm. Like you, what are, what are they going to do? Go to another product? Sure, you can dare them to. Yeah. Okay, cool. Go for it. I dare you to go. Jesus Christ! Like I remember basic Netflix back in the day when it first came out. Wasn't it like five ninety nine a month? I think it was some shit like that. Four ninety nine. I think it was four. Now I just read something that they're going to up their price again, and the absolute bare minimum package for Netflix is now twelve ninety nine. Yes. And, the, and then there's, like, tiered packages now. Yes. They never had tiered packages before, mm -hmm. you know? But Hulu. it's because everyone is on Netflix. Hulu's doing it, too. Oh, oh yeah, yeah you can get our, You can get our catalog with commercials because we still want ad revenue. And or that's what kills me. You can pay yeah. more so you don't have to worry about the ads, but then our ad revenue loss is covered by the extra charge that you're paying for us. Yeah, yeah. That is the one thing I do hate about Hulu. It's like you're paying for their service yet still getting the ads. Yep. 
But hey, people pay. Capitalism, baby. It works. If yep. people are going to pay for it because it's the only service available, they're going to do it. That's yep. That's how it happens. I mean, not to get all Marxist and communist about it, but yeah, that's <laughs> that's how that's how that's how it goes around, man. It uh, that's what you do uh, when you want profits. So I take it that you are not um, not the biggest fan of of the pay raise for pay per view. I mean, you're talking to a guy who's only bought one UFC pay-per-view ever, and that was the one and only time I had you and Richter come over. Oh, yeah. My, my old place. And I forgot what fight that was, but yeah, I ended up buying it. Uh, that had to be a good one because you bought it. It must have. Yeah, it must have been. <gasps> uh, Wait, was that the GSP versus Bisping one? No, 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 no. I don't think it was that. Are you sure about that? Um, I, th- I thought it was. I think, we, I think we actually went to Buffalo Wild Wings for that one. Or we went somewhere for that. I don't think that was the fight. Okay. Um. But yeah, I mean, I don't buy pay-per-views. I, uh, again, I, I wait the next day. I Google the results. It, it, it gets to that point, you know, years ago, man. Hey, we already talked about this, but like when they only had like pay-per-views, what, four or five times a year, it seemed. Yeah. That that was the greatest. Um, It's just too, it's too much now. So yeah, I, I don't. I just go on Reddit and I watch the highlights of, uh, and the results. Yeah. Or just look up highlights. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, all right. Well, that's all I have to say. I will say yeah. um, I'm looking forward to the results of tomorrow and more, almost more excited about the post fight of what happens to Francis Ngannou's career because I'm very mm. curious if he's going to stay. That actually is the more intriguing thing to me. But um, yeah, this was a fast and furious one. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I think we're good unless you want to say something else. No. I uh whoever paid for this pay-per-view, uh I hope you I hope you enjoy it. I hope I hope it's worth every the extra fifteen dollars. Every <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh no, I, I, I'm sure it's gonna be a great card. Um but yeah, no, I got nothing else though. Yeah. All hail the great Dana White. <laughs> All right, man. Until later. <laughs>